Welcome to Kodesh Louisville. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Reverend Harold Eddie He serves as a reverend in the United Denominations, originating of the Lighthouse Group of Churches, with over 3,000 branches worldwide. Reverend Harold currently pastors the Louisville Branch, a vibrant church located in the Kentucky area. We believe this message will give you the grace to strengthen your Christian life. Now listen to Reverend Harold. Hallelujah. Is it a blessing or what? To be in the house of the Lord. Amen. We have a new addition to the church. Amen. Our brother Morgan's wife gave birth to a baby girl. Oh, it's a good place to put your hands together. When I said we have a new addition, people were looking at Brother Vince. If, if he has moved the date forward, amen. Today also happens to be my mother's 78th birthday, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What a blessing it is, hallelujah. We pray that God will continue to. As some people are a day old, some are 78. Amen. And I believe today is Elizabeth's birthday. And somebody else's birthday. Amen. Is it? Somebody. The little one too. Amen. Hallelujah. So it's a blessing. Amen. We thank God for everything that he's doing. Hallelujah. What a joy that it is. Amen. I just want to stand here and on behalf of our papa. Amen. The bishop, our prophet. Amen. Right now he's in uh, Le, what? Lewande. In Luanda, they're having Healing Jesus Crusade. They were from Zumba. And then they went to Luanda. And they are still moving. Hallelujah. They have about six villages they are going to. Amen. This is just the second. And this is day two. Hallelujah. Anytime we get a link, we post it so that we can benefit from. In Zumba, one small boy... Bishop said that somebody has a snake. It's coming out. One small boy vomited a snake. Amen. The mom saw his son vomiting a, a snake. He said the snake is like from here to there. Amen. Hallelujah. So people are being delivered. People are being set free. You can be in your house and as a part of this healing Jesus crusade, things are happening. Amen. Hallelujah. Can I an amen? We have what a rich father. Remember last week? It says that one of the things, a biological son cannot choose his father. But a spiritual son or a daughter, you can choose your father. And if you are choosing your father, choose a father who is rich. A father who is anointed to do crusades. A father who is anointed to train pastors. A father who is anointed to actually send people very far. Yesterday we were watching one of the uh, mountain of the Lord's house. When there was one pastor that he sent to um, Botswana. So he was going to send him to, I think, Brazil or something. And then he called him and he said, meet me in Nigeria. Meet me in Nigeria. And then when, when he met him in Nigeria, he said, meet me in Nigeria and I will tell you where you are going next. This guy was a nurse, uh, uh, not uh, an anesthetist on his rotation. Like a medical doctor in London. Can you imagine? 
you know how much money anesthetists, even nurse anesthetists make compared to a medical doctor in London? Say, so meet me in Nigeria and I will tell you where I'm sending you to go and be a missionary. Hallelujah. Then he went. When he got there, he said, I want to send you to where? Where the Bimbila? You know what, where is Bimbila? It's a village somewhere in Ghana, some corner. Bimbila. From London. Straight. Did not land anywhere straight to Bimbila. You know why? Then he was trying to say that we should do things for the Lord. That the only explanation to what you have done is faith. Can I have an amen? He said you should do things for the Lord that the only explanation, the only reason why you, you would relocate. Mr. Gaba, you and your wife, you relocate, say that you are going to a place like Bowling Green, where you don't know anywhere, is that you are going there so that we will plant a church. The only explanation, the only explanation for me moving to Louisville, Kentucky, is that the church will be started. So he's saying that do attempt things, you know, attempt great things. The only reason why that you are taking a pay cut is so that you will not work Saturday, Sunday and be available for the work of God. And now God has blessed him so much that he can go anywhere in any part of the world and go anywhere. And he was saying that when you look at his own life, that. He was one of the best medical students. He graduated top of his class. But when it came that he should go to outside to go and specialize, he said that he has heard the call of God. So he will not go anywhere. People insulted him. They said all sorts of things. That to the extent that his own father and his own mother did not come to his wedding. We, our wedding, we have pastors and staff come and come and do for they they refuse to go to his wedding because it looks like the guy has gone cuckoo asomwa the only reason why he did that is that he believes that what god has called him and if god has called him then god gave him the boldness to take that decision hey pastor you don't know what you're talking about this is america attempt great things for the lord Hallelujah. Attempt great things for the Lord. What happened to Abraham? Say, come out of your kindred and go to a place that I will show you. The only reason why Abraham went is why Abraham had faith that is God who is sending him. Imagine that you are going to tell your wife that you had a dream. And then the Lord is saying that you should leave everything behind and then you should just go. They say, where are you going? Where are you going? Where? Where are you going? Then you tell her that a place where the Lord will show us. Your wife will ask you that, what did you smoke? And how much did you smoke? Can I have an amen? amen? But Abraham did what? He took the step of faith. And then he said that, Sarah, oh yeah, let's go. We are going to a place that the Lord is going to show us. So the only reason was that the guy acted on faith. Another time come, the wife was 90 years. He was 100. 
And the Lord told him that you are going to have a child. And Bible says that when the angel came and relayed the message, Sarah was behind and Sarah laughed. Because said, Lord, you don't know. You have waited until I'm 90. All my acrobatic styles are finished. Everything is dead. There's no shouting and screams and sounds of joy. None of that. Then the Lord is saying that you are going to have it. He laughed. And when the angel said, hey, Sarah, I said, Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Sarah said, I didn't laugh. Say, said, I didn't laugh. She was arguing. But the Lord has said. So guess what? Abraham was a hundred. Some of us just in your 40s cry, you cannot perform. Hey! But Abraham looked to God. At the age of 100, he began to take steps. He said, Sarah, come. Tonight, I have to do something. It's not because he has strength. It's not because he thought he was going to be able to do it, but only because the Lord has said it. Can I have an amen? Are you understanding what I'm saying? It is not because he felt that he could do it, but the, the thing, I mean, for a hundred year old, even to think about having sex with the wife, that one alone, it was because the guy had faith that if God has said it, then when I begin, a miracle will happen. May a miracle happen for you. May that miracle happen for you. By your faith. By your faith. He boldly stepped into it. And as a result of that, he saw the hand of God. Her bishop was saying that we should do things that the only explanation is because that what we have faith in God. Can I have an amen? The only explanation. Then the third incident came. That one, after the miracle, he got the breakthrough and he got his son Isaac. The Lord also told him that go and sacrifice that son. I'm sure by that point, Sarah said, I, I know, I, I married a, <laughs> either I married a schizophrenic who hears voices. It's like, today this, tomorrow this, say that, that God, because God never came and talked to Sarah. God was always talking to Abraham. Hallelujah. God was talking to Abraham. Sometimes God talked to someone, yours is just to follow, to flow. The wives, you just have to flow. Because in flow, flowing or following, that is where you will come to realize the purpose of God for your life. Your, your husband chose that they are coming to the church. You follow them. As someone, God has something in the church for you. Are you still here? Then he went to the extent that the only reason why God has told you that this is the child of promise and also God is telling you to kill, for you to even master the courage to take, as they were going, Isaac said that this is the firewood. Where is the, the lamb that you are going to sacrifice? Where is the sacrifice? Then he said, the Lord will provide. I mean, the guy must be crazy. Guy must be crazy. But the only explanation that you can give to these three instances of things that was impossible for him to do is that the guy had faith in God. Hallelujah. 
So let us have faith in God and believe. Believe. The only reason why they've asked you to sing this song is that you believe that the song will work. It's not because you know how. The only reason why they say, learn how to do this, be in the sound department, it's not because that you were born with microphone in your hand or mix, um, a mixing board, but it's because that you have faith. And when we have faith, the Bible says that if, when, if we have faith small as a master seed, we'll move mountains. I pray that we will have faith and do great things for the Lord. Hallelujah. I pray that by the faith we'll plant churches. I pray that by faith you become a lady pastor or a pastor. I pray that by faith you be an instrumental part of church growth. May that be our portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Are you excited to be here? Today I want us to start a new series on backsliding or developing staying power. Hallelujah. You see, when you are climbing up a hill, right? When you are climbing up a hill, right, or you are going to a place and the place is slippery, right, you begin that as you are going up. The people who do that, uh, that, those challenges, that they are climbing something when you get to the top, and then, I, what, how do they call it? Warrior, American warrior, ninja warrior. And then as some of them, they get to the very last end, only to climb the thing to go. And as soon as they are climbing, they think I Backsliding is lacking the staying power. So I pray that as we go through the series, this book is written by our papa, Developing Staying Power. Backsliding. Developing what? Staying power. That we will develop staying power in the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Because backsliding is a common term in the Bible. In the Old Testament, the prophet Jeremiah was sent to go and tell the people that they are backsliding. They have turned away from God. They have, the, the thing that they are doing, if anybody who has been in God, put, put, pull your dictionary and give us the definition of backsliding. Who has it? Pull it up and read it for us. Amen. Or anyone who gets there. Backsliding. What does it mean to backslide? Anyone who has been with God, hallelujah. If you have been near to God and you have allowed sin to take away from him, you are backsliding. If you have been near to God, you used to get into your prayer closet and God just is there waiting for you, his presence. Now when you go, He's no longer there. Sin has separated you. Yeah. What does it say? Is that what? To lapse. Or what? Or to what? Revert to a worse condition. Hallelujah. So when you have been near to God, and then, or you retrogress, you go backwards, you move away from God, related to some sin, or something like laziness or something, then the person you are backsliding. And you see, in the Christian life, backs somebody backsliding is a natural thing that can happen. So you have to make a conscious effort to have that staying power. Is there anybody here who has not backslidden before?
Hallelujah. Are you still here? Amen. So instead what? To, to what? Lapse. Or what? To go back. Or somebody who has been near to God. And that person now has moved away from God. That is what it means, what? For a person, what? To backslide. Hallelujah. You go to a worse condition. Somebody used to love God. Somebody used to pray a lot. And now when they get up in the morning, they will not even pray or read their Bible. You are in a backsliding state. When you were coming to church, it used to be that when you are coming to church, you are full of joy. Because are you, you always say that, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. But right now, when you are coming to the house of the Lord, it is like pulling your tooth. Do you know that sometimes you get up in the morning, you pray, not because you want to pray, but it's just because it's, it's natural. You just have to pray. You are in a state, a backsliding state. Something that you used to enjoy. You, you always say that you, 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 you want to be in his presence. I just want to be where you are. When you get up in the morning, that's how you feel. But right now, you don't care about his presence. It's when you are on your way going that you remember that at this moment I have not prayed. They say, Father Lord, remember and show me mercy. Amen. We have moved on. Are you still here? Or you have gone home? Hallelujah. In Jeremiah chapter 14 verse 7, the prophet Jeremiah said, Our backsliding is great. We have sinned against you. Hallelujah. Amen. So, when we backslide, we have sinned against God. It's like we have been removed from him. It's like our iniquities has what? Worked against us and separated us from God. Oh, but I pray that God will help us. The Holy Spirit will help us to have a staying power. Amen. Hallelujah. We'll have a staying power. We'll be strong in the Lord. We will take up the armor of God. We will be, we'll, we'll be deep in the things of God. We will, we will, learn, we will learn to wait on him. One of the most difficult things is to wait. Hallelujah. One of the difficult things is to wait. Because it's they that wait upon the Lord that renew their strength. Hallelujah. But it's so difficult for men to wait. Hallelujah. Just even being there and waiting is a problem. Hallelujah. So we want to start looking at what backsliding is. Hallelujah. We realize that the prophet Jeremiah was called to rebuke the people because God saw the state of their heart, that the people have departed away from him. Their minds, their hearts are no longer on God. And this thing happens in the church. You see that when the Lord begins to bless you in a certain way, that is where you begin to see that your heart, initially your heart was not for God. Can I have an amen? Because everybody will come to the point where you'll be tested of God God, you're choosing God from choosing mammon. Can I have an amen? Say, Pastor, Pastor, saying that we should not wait. No, that's not what I'm saying. The Lord blesses and added no sorrow. Hallelujah. Our bishop would always say that the greatest key to your prosperity is seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all other things shall be added unto you. As he sought after God, all other things. Last time he was saying that. 
if as he's preaching, he said he wanted, he, there was a time in his life that he could not even afford a can of corned beef. Now, if he says he wants corned beef, he will get about 6,000 of them, even from the young people who were sitting there in the first love church. Hallelujah. Because when you seek first the kingdom of God, all other things are added unto you. Are you still here? Hallelujah. Are you still here? Or you have gone home? So when somebody backslides, you realize that the person has been moved away from God. Hallelujah. And anything that is born naturally, what? Degenerates. The law of degeneration, it affects everybody. So you must make a cautious effort. I tell you, you would think like, like joke, like joke, like joke. You will see, no, 50 years have come. And 60, and 70, and 80, and 90. You will see, no, you begin to begin to smell that Charlie, it's time to go. Yeah. People who are in their 80s and their 90s, that is all they smell. Because every day they hear about a close friend or somebody they used to work with, somebody they used to roll with, who is no more or another person has also left. So the law of degeneration is a law that affects all of us. And in our Christian life, we have to be cautious. We have to be cautious and as consistently fight that we can stay. May we have a fighting power to stay with the Lord. Are you still here or you have gone home? In Matthew chapter 20 verse 16. Matthew chapter 20 and the verse 16. Hallelujah. Can backsliding happen to you? Oh yes. Everyone here can backslide, including the pastor. The bishops who have backslidden because they have lost their initial call. Thank God for our father, Bishop Dagewood Mills. Because when you go and listen to his messages that he preached in 89, it is the same message that he's still preaching. He has not changed. Last Sunday, the message that we watched, it was preached 2014. It is the same thing he's preaching, honoring your father. His words have not changed. Since he was called to ministry, the vision and the mission of the church is so winning and church planting. So winning has not ceased. As we are talking right now, he's in Luande. Winning souls. As we are talking right now, churches are being planted all across the world. So the, the vision has not changed. It's still doing, staying. But sometimes it gets to a point, you realize that ministers deviate. Because when they see money, they deviate and they begin to gravitate. Are you still here? Matthew chapter 20 verse 16. So the last shall be the first. And the first, the last. Hey! If you don't fight to stay, right now you may be speaking in tongues. Then the sky begins to turn blue. You will be like Elijah who will pray and the rain. The, the rain will not come. And then after that you pray and the rain comes. You speak and people are falling. Power. But a time can come in your life where that power is gone. Hallelujah. So he said that so the last shall be the first and the first for many be called but few are chosen. What does that mean? Many be called, few are chosen. In other words, many start 
with Christ. But many still fall away. That's what the Bible is saying. The first shall be the last. Many start with Christ. Many start with Christ. There are people who were pastors. Now they are no longer pastors. Just by, by, by winning an American lottery. I'm telling you the truth. Just by moving to another continent. That is the end of the call of God upon their life. That is why we must be careful where we are located. Because if you are not in the right place, if God does not show you mercy, remember that there is a place. There is a place that God has made for everybody to be. And God has placed you here for such a time like this. Hallelujah. Let us hold on. So it means that many people can fall. Many start with the Lord. Oh, many start with the Lord. Some of us say you have drunk communion one billion times. Many start with the Lord. But how many end with him? For many be called, but few are chosen. It's not like the Lord is choosing you. It's like the Lord is choosing you. Many start with the Lord. But as the stresses of life and things come, if you don't fight to have that staying power, you don't depend on the Holy Spirit to sustain you, we don't wait on God to, for him to help us to stay in the race, you will naturally be knocked out. Because Satan, his main goal is to knock you out. Hallelujah. Oh, but Satan will not knock you out. By the power of God, he will not knock you out. Are you still here? You have gone home. Matthew chapter 10 and verse 22. Matthew 10 and verse 22. Matthew 10, 22. And ye shall be hated of all men for my name's sake, but he that endureth to the end shall be saved. It means that some will not endure to the end. Hey! Many what? Shall hate you. Many men shall hate you. Just because you, you know, you, 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 you've made yourself highly spiritus. Just spiritus. Anything you say, Jesus said. Made yourself spiritus. One sister, they call, used to call her Mother Mary. Brother, Brother Joseph. It's like you are too much. It's like, as for you, you are too, you know, you, you are too spiritual. The call to follow Christ is to denounce the world, take up our cross, and follow him. So if you cannot denounce the world and follow him, people cannot see clearly that you have taken up your cross and you are following him, then it's a problem. Can I have an amen? Are you still here? It says that, but he that endure to the end shall be saved. Hallelujah. Many are called, but few are chosen. And those that endure to the end are those that shall be saved. Charlie backsliding, it is, it is live in the church. Many people sitting here are backsliding. Many of us are backsliding. Many who are not here, they are backsliding. When you look into your life, I mean, when you, even where you came from, what you used to do. Some of us have come from places where you were the prayer and intercessor leader. You can mobilize people and go to the wilderness. When you say, Father, earthquake. 
Like this earthquake that is happening, you just take a car, you sit in, you go. As the earthquake is coming, they say, ah, be still. And the thing is still. True or no true? Second Corinthians chapter 2. Give us second uh, first Corinthians chapter ten and the verse twelve. First Corinthians ten twelve. The Lord will help us. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he falls. He that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he falls. It means that falling is a natural thing that can happen to us. Amen. Because there are different types of sins, though. You know, when we say that somebody is sinning, you think about it, is it five cardinal sins? The five or the number one is what? Fornication. Number two is what? Murder. Mm-hmm. Number three is what? You give me. Huh? Drunkenness. The person is alcoholic. Number four is what? Stealing and what else? You name that immediately you say that somebody is bad. No, you say, Charlie, this lady, she's bad. But you think about the fact that hey, she has been sleeping with one or two hundred. That's where your mind goes. But meanwhile, there are also the sins of the heart, which we cannot see. Those are the ones who are, which are more dangerous. So you see the person say. Hey, sister. And when you turn, we know your tricks. Wherefore, let he that thinketh he standeth take heed lest he falls. Second Corinthians chapter two, verse eleven. We are not ignorant of the devices of Satan. That is why we are talking about backsliding. It's lack of knowledge that makes the people perish. So, Pastor Hans. We need to learn about this. We need to study about this. Look at look if your pastoral life, that the title, when they gave you the title, whether you are backslidden or you are still on course. Because there are pastors and reverend ministers and bishops who don't pray. Yeah. They used to pray, but they don't pray. They don't study the Bible. We only go into the Bible when it's time to preach. There are all those hidden hidden When you are told to come and lead prayer meeting, that is when you go to the Bible and say that, eh, I remember that they say, the Bible says, fear not. Where is it? Then you begin to find it. And you come and stand here and quick, 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 quick. When you finish, it's powerful. You are backsliding. Charlie, these things, they are real though. Do you believe that they are real? Hallelujah. May the Lord help us. I say, may the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us that we will endure to the end, that we will stay when it appears. We have been the race, that we've fought a good fight. We have finished the race, that we try to stay. Hallelujah. Then I have an amen. Tell somebody sitting by you, you got to have the staying power. Tell them, I will not allow you to backslide. 
Tell them that you are backslidden enough. But from today. Oh, tell them you are backslidden enough. But from today, I'm holding your hand. Forward, ever. Backward, never. We are not going back. Can I have an amen? So, chapter 2, Bishop describes the biblical description of backsliding. Like somebody, when somebody has backslidden. The biblical description. Because the Bible describes it. Number one, write it down. In Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. The first way is when somebody is backslidden. The description in the Bible. It talks about exchanging fountains for broken cistern. Hallelujah. Exchanging what? Fountain for what? Broken cistern. It's like you are forsaking the fountain of living waters and you have healed for yourself cisterns. It's like wells. You know, it's like you have left the pure water, the flowing water, and you've gone to dig a well and then you are drinking from it. Bishop talks about the story about one time he went to do a rotation somewhere. In the, his medical career, they took him to a village. And these people had no flowing water. So they went to dig a well. The same one that they defecate in, in the stream, the same place they defecate in, is the same thing that they use to what? Cook. It's the same water they shower in. Have you seen pictures like that before? But a Christian who has come to the Lord, you have come to enjoy the living water. You have given your life to Christ. God is helping you. Then you get to a point and you take a standard. I don't want the living water. I don't want the fresh water again. But I'm going back. I'm going to my life of sin. That is what he's talking about. Can I have an amen? God has given us an alternative. There's a something. I mean, always. Because everything that God does, Satan also has a counterfeit. Remember Moses, when Moses put down the rod and the rod became snake, Pharaoh also told his magicians, put your rod down. And they also had snakes. And the thing is that they were all snakes. But there are snakes and snakes. Recently we were watching something on Facebook. I mean those of you. A pastor who brought a snake. How many of us saw that? Uh, you haven't seen it. He brought a snake to church. And it's like, he has given us power over scorpions and serpents and all those. And you put the snake around the snake. And he was, he was jumping like that. Go, 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 go. Then hold the snake. Then at the, the snake went out and bit the guy right here. As soon as he bit him now, he said, keep on praying, keep on praying. He's deceived. Keep on praying. When you're bitten by a snake, out of the big word, F, foolishness. Because even the snake itself is a symbol of the serpent. Charlie, like joke, like joke. Pa, 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 pa. Kick, kick, kick. Going to release the snake for them to put it. The people in the church, everybody was holding a snake. We have power over serpent. I need to be bringing some snakes here. It didn't take long. All we saw was that the guy's shirt, blue shirt, was being filled with blood. On a two hours later, he died. Two hours later, he died. Don't tempt God. 
Really don't tempt God. I said, when you see a snake, run away. It's the symbol of Satan. One time we were going to look for an apartment complex. The lady said, let's go. As we were going, as we were going, then I saw a big snake pass in front of me. I said, did you see it? I said, I didn't see anything. I said, thank you very much. <laughs> then I turned around. I took it as God telling me that you are going to the wrong place. We are not criticizing anybody. But I mean, it, it, it doesn't even make sense. Something that was told that we will bruise its head and it will bruise our heel. You have taken him up to the point that he is not bruising your head. You have respect, reverse scripture. He died after two hours. He died. Nice young man. Nice young man. Let us take the doctrine and ask that God will help us so that we don't misinterpret it. Hallelujah. You drink poison and you will not die. One time, was there a Kenyan pastor had these people drink poison? Some they drink gasoline. They drank the gasoline. He, he said he will not drink. They forced him also to drink some. They all died. Me, I should drink. You will not drink. I'm telling you, things are going on. Oh. But it tells you. Because God never uses that power and the grace that he has given to us. For us to gather fame for ourselves. Never. Be afraid for, of anybody who is doing miracles and really specifically. That is the main thing they are advertising. It's a dangerous thing. It's a dangerous thing. Probably we have deviated. But may God help us to stay on course. Can I have an amen? In the Bible, backsliding people or backsliding people are likened to people who have access to clean running water but exchange it for dirty smelling water. Hallelujah. That's what it's saying. You have exchanged fountains for broken system. May we never exchange fountains for broken system. May we not leave God to go and fight for our own. May you never abandon the direction of God to say that you are seeking for your own direction. Because many people have come to the point that when you see the wicked prosper, you think that that is the way to go. Hey, this guy is always doing overtime. He's driving nice, flashy cars. He's bought a house. He has done this. Don't follow that route. God is able to give you all those things because God is the one that gives all things. Are you still here? You have gone home. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So God is telling us that when we backslide, we tell him that what he has provided for us, we don't want. We want to go and drink our own, the water that we have put in. That is the water we want to drink. Yeah, you have no idea. I had a story about a man who was stuck somewhere in the desert. Charlie, no water. He peed. Ask the medical people, the reason why you pee is that you are getting rid of toxins and stuff there. Then he collected it and then he drank it back because there was no water. You have water 
go, then you take the juice, then you don't even take a cup or anything. You just say, Tell somebody sitting by you, you are blessed. Tell them, stay with the fountain. Stay with the fountain. Number two. The second way the Bible describes is becoming a degenerate wild vine. In Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 20. I remember that prophet Jeremiah was sent. That's the, you know, was sent to go and warn the people. You have deviated, crowd. You have deviated. Say so you have turned, turned into what? A degenerate plant. Yet have I planted thee a noble vine. Holy, a right seed. How then art thou turned into what? A degenerate plant of what? A strange vine unto me. The Lord has planted us. The Lord has saved us. The Lord has said that, come, come, come. Come unto me if you are weary and you are heavy laden. But we have abandoned him. He said, I planted you. Mr. Ribaba, I, the Lord, I planted you. I made you what? A noble plant. A father of four. A millionaire. A pastor in the church of God. I've made you all this. Why have you settled for something? It's like now you have become a, a, a business tycoon who, who does not even have time for the things of God. It's not like when you say you have become a, a, a degenerate plant, it's like you have become some way. You can be coming to church, but you are not fulfilling the call of God upon your life. That's the scary aspect of it. I come to you, you think that you are supposed to be an usher. You are just ushering. But what you don't know is that God has not called you to become an usher. God has called you to gather people and to feed them. That's why you have not been that noble seed. Because he planted the seed. And he knows what the seed is capable of. God should help us. Oh. God should help us. You and I, our judgment will not be based on the things. When you grow in your Christian life, it's no longer choosing from bad and evil. I mean, how can I tell this nice gentleman to go and cheat on the wife? It's not even, it's not, it's not something that can be found in his dictionary or anywhere around him. It's just like when you mature to a certain level in your Christian life, some of these things, it cannot come near you. Cannot near you. Ah, it, will, it cannot come near you. You have to rape him or something. That's, that will be the only only solution. Or apostle comes. Genuine. Yeah. But now, at his level, he must choose between what is good and good. As to when the Lord woke him up at 3 a.m., was it a time to go and sit down and do his homework? But it was a time to speak in tongues for one hour. Both of them are good. You see the thing? So you come to the point where you have to choose. You have to know. It's like, so if you are no longer doing what God wants you to do, a lot of times, let me do, when God wakes you early in the morning, it's like you are very restless in bed. God is giving you a burden to pray. Then we don't know, Romans, what, what does it say? Is it Romans what? Uh, 28, uh, 8, what? 8, 26. Which says that what? We don't know 
how we should pray. He said, the spirit knoweth our infirmity. We don't know how we should pray like we ought to, but the spirit of God. So as you got up in the morning at dawn, you, you could not see. You kept tossing and turning. Get up and begin to say, What you don't know is that you are setting things in order in the realms of the spirit. But you said, oh, it's because I'm thirsty. Then you go and sit down. 3 a.m. You go and eat <laughs> heavy food so that it will knock you out. You just made a wrong choice. <laughs> hey! You just made a wrong choice. You just made a wrong choice. You know, how many of us, it, it has happened to you before? You go down, you, you pour some juice, you drink, and then you go back and go and lie down. It's as though, it's a, then you say that, when I, when I don't eat well, I'm not able to sleep. God woke you up to pray. <laughs> that, was, that was not the reason. Hey! It's not easy. Hmm. Hallelujah! God shows us how a farmer, a farmer's plantation from which he was what expecting a good yield turns into a field of thorns and useless weeds. May we never turn into useless weeds. May we not turn into thorns. But may we be the seed that God has planted. Whatever fruit we are supposed to bear in this church, may God give us the grace to bear them. And it will be an Indian. Don't look at somebody. Oh. Don't look at somebody. Like, Why am I doing this? But this person is not doing the same thing. It's like our children. Go and do this. Like, Why is this person also not doing it? Don't be a child. Don't be a child. God made us individually. Even twins, when they come out, they come out, there is a, a minute or a second that separates them. Even identical twins, there is something on them that differentiates between them. So everyone is an individual. Can I have an amen? May we not become a degenerate plant or a wild vine. Hallelujah. That you, you have become some way. God has called you to do his work. And you, have, you, have, you have turned yourself into a... So, you know, you know we, we can do business and, you know, ship this to here... Send aid to here. Send aid to here. That's not why God called you. God called you to send the aid of the gospel to save souls. Can I have an amen? Number three. Are you enjoying the message? You have become a wild camel. So what is the first one? Is that what? You have exchanged fountains for a broken system. You have left the fountain and you are drinking some contaminated water. And the second one, you have become a degenerate wild vine. I encourage us to take notes on midweek services or get the book. Do we have the book, brother? We have backsliding. Very important. Learn about them. It will help us. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 2 and the verse 23. Said a backsliding Christian is also described as a swift dromedary traversing her ways. 
A dromedary is another name for a camel. It is a wild and a swift creature which what, strays anywhere. Hallelujah. A wild creature just, just strays. I mean, it's like the people are, yo, Charlie, let's do this. And that. Ah, then you, you have escaped. You have become so wild. Like you, you, you have become, you, you are not, no longer a sheep. You are no longer a sheep. You have become like some wild camel. You are out there. Are you still here? The heart of a backslidden person is what? Onward rest is restrained. It's as unrestrained as a wild camel. It is not under control of anything. It is what? Loose and wild. Everybody must have someone that can speak into their life. One time I heard Bishop say that the best woman to listen to is a woman who has a father figure in their life. If you, you are looking to marry somebody and then as you are talking to the person, you know, something's father comes and says, oh, don't mind that foolish man. That should be your, the end of that relationship because anyone who does not honor their father you will marry them and they will die and they will leave you. Because it will not be well with you and your days will be cut short. You have to walk away. Just as our father has been teaching, you have to walk away. But somebody said that, you know, if my father will say something, I will listen. Because when you have a father figure, a spiritual father figure, you know that when trouble comes in your marriage, as we are here, my wife knows who to call if I'm misbehaving in my marriage. If in your marriage, your spouse does not know who to call when you are misbehaving in your marriage, there is no father figure or mother figure that can speak into your life. You have become like a wild Yeah. Very important. But sometimes you know somebody you will call when it's that late. Huh. Mr. Gaba, you know somebody, one, one or two people you can call. It's always important. Are you still here or you have gone home? I say, are you still here or you have gone home? Hallelujah. Let us be people that are restrained. That you need, somebody should be able to correct you. Hey, you there, you cannot be corrected in any way. It's like you, 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 you just go, ah, hey, the wall, the wall. Then you put your head in the wall. When you backslide, that is how you become. It's like you don't, you don't longer even see things. The preaching is coming, but oh, we've heard this. We know exactly. We know his examples. We know. As soon as he say one day, he's going to say, "Do you know swimmingology?" It's like we know all these examples. We've heard it before, but the Lord will help us. Tell somebody the Lord will help us. Hallelujah. The Lord should help us. Hallelujah. So that we come back on course. Amen. For the sake of time. It says that the next one, let me finish quickly. I'm going to add two more. It said to, to backslide is to become like a wild ass. 
in Jeremiah 2.24. Hallelujah. He said, like a wild donkey accustomed to the wilderness in the heart of his passion, snuffling up the wind in the time of a mating, who can turn her last away? It's like you have become like a wild ass. It's like, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to hear anything. Bishop talks about they went to visit some lady. When you go to the lady, says, I'm cooking and I have no time for you. Just taking the, the part of the world. They're coming to tell, you know, sisters. That, that is what happens when people, uh, children become youth. Foolishness. Bible says that foolishness lies in their bosom. They begin to think that they are smarter than their parents. They begin to they know life more than their parents. They begin to, that's the stage where we should pray for our children. That God, anytime they taste anything that they smoke, the thing should make them, and then they will not like it again. Let me tell me, the first time I drank alcohol, I got instantaneous diarrhea. The next time I tasted it, I hallucinated throughout the night. The guy who took me and then gave me the beer to drink, he told me that you, beer is not for you. Because that night he did not sleep. So I'll get up like a child. <laughs> and then, and then he said, you, you and alcohol. First time, instantaneous diarrhea. Second time, I was hallucinating. I was up, speaking. He could not sleep. My cousin told me, no, no, no. We're in a Kosovo. He came to visit. And he told me that you don't even, don't go near. Don't try. May that be the story of the youth we have in the church. When they, 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 when they taste it, they, they should, it should taste like bile. Bile. So that they will never like it. Hallelujah. Are you still here or you have gone home? Somebody say, Pastor, you don't know what you're talking about. You try it, you will see. Can I have an amen? Becoming like a wild ass. It's like, you know, you're last. Nobody can stop it. It's like, I want this, 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 I want this. Nobody can stop you. But a wise person is somebody that somebody can advise you and redirect you. May it be that when even we are reading the Bible in our quiet time, the word of God can give us direction and the word of God can counsel us. Hallelujah. Are you still here? One more and then I will end. There, there are a few more, but I, I will end it here. He said like a lady who forgets her ornaments. Hey, when you backslide, how many ladies here? Sister Ghislaine, will you come to church looking the way you look when you get up in the morning? <laughs> How many ladies here, when you get up, your, your, your makeup and everything is still fresh and then everything. You have gone from hours of polishing and rearrangement to come and sit here. Can I have an amen? Or am I, am, I, am I telling a lie? Jeremiah chapter 2 and verse 32. Jeremiah 2 and verse 32. Can a maid forget her ornament or a bride her attire? 
yet my people have forgotten me, is it forgotten me, days without number. Hey, when you backslide, you forget the Lord, days without number. You see, you can go, ah, this, hey, Sunday has come so quickly. Hey, the whole week, you did not think about the Lord that it was Sunday morning. Hey, the whole week, I've not opened my Bible. I've not talked to the Lord. Then when you come to church, then it's like, you raise your hand. Oh, Father, we declare that we love you. Since when? Since when? Because the whole week, the whole week just passed. He said, my people have forgotten me days without number. He said, so many days have passed. If the person even is, is somebody who comes to church every other week, from the day they went back, they sat in their car and they put their Bible on the back seat, it is that two weeks when it's time for them to come to church. When they come back, they say, ah, I've been looking for my Bible all these weeks. Not knowing my Bible was on the back seat. Can I have an amen? God is healing us. Hallelujah. Many women will not go anywhere without their earrings. You know, when, when a woman goes somewhere and they forget their earrings and their makeup, they look like a boy. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. Uh -huh. have, you, have you seen some before? They look like a boy. One time somebody said, he said that before, before you say yes, wash their face. It was some comedy. He said, before you say yes, it's like when you see the lady all pretty and then they are standing there, he said, I love you. And before you say yes and you take them to the altar, take water, wash their face. Because when you wash their face, you will see the real pot. Then you will make an informed decision about who you are marrying. Yeah. One husband. After their first night morning, when he got up and he saw the wife's face, he said, no, 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 no. Who are you? <laughs> Ask said, who are you? Because the person that I married with hair all the way here, the hair is gone overnight. It was bought her. Then she looked darker than. Say no, 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 no. She is suing the wife because he did not make that decision, informed decision. It's like he was deceived to think that she is fine, but as she is not fine. So God is likening a backsliding Christian to a lady who has forgotten her ornaments. Hallelujah. It's like a soldier who has gone to war without a gun. My brother, my sister, if it has ever happened to you that you are driving your car and then your gas come on and then you are reaching out for your wallet, you realize that you left the wallet at home. One time I was driving from Columbus, Ohio. I was wearing my scraps. 
no, I, yeah, I was driving, yeah. And then when I got to Cincinnati, pew, 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 I saw more, I left my wallet. I became a beggar, a beggar. I got down. I said, look, look at my badge. I'm an iron. I have forgotten my... Some guy looked at me. He said, like, this guy is coming to take my... Hey, one, one guy, when I saw this guy, he bought me a dollar. <laughs> to Louisville. One la. I told this guy, if you like, I will I will come back and come and leave the money at this because as I am going, by Thursday, I will be passing back. One dollar. So when I get to a gas station and I see that someone is stranded, I just, you know, put the gas there. $20, you go. Because I don't know how far they are going. As if it never happened. One dollar. I'm, I'm shocked. Because I was seeing my scraps. It's like I had my bad. I ran fully. So, so responsible guy. We're not looking at how responsible you are. I'm telling you. It's serious. But it's like you are a Christian who has forgotten the ornament. You have forgotten to put gas in and you were in the middle of nowhere. One time we're driving from, I remember when uh, Reverend Henry was saying, we're driving from here to Sacramento. 36 hours. Then when we got to the Nevada place, about two hours straight drive, you don't meet a gas station. Very dry, like a desert place. We had gas. We had gas. But as we were going, I was thinking that no gas station. One hour, no gas station. Another one. I'm sure there were warnings on the road, but we were not paying attention because we were praying as we were going. I said, if you get stuck in this place at the middle of the night, you yourself, you will dehydrate. Because it was really dry. You could feel, when the outside is dry, sometimes you can feel it as you are driving inside. So anytime you are driving past that side, please, fill your gas. It was really scary. But if something happens, it's like a Christian, a Christian, when you backslide, you're like a woman without the ornaments. When they see you, people see you, they say, who are you? Because you cannot be recognized. May the Lord have mercy on us. May the Lord help us and revive us and bring us back on course so that all these things are to help us to know that when we backslide, when we walk away, we depart from God. We... we we are, we are to be pitied among all men. It's like we have something good. Now we don't want the fresh water. We are drinking. Now we have become a wild ass. We are somewhere. A donkey that is lost somewhere. But God has called us. He has loved us. He has shown us his love. So that we will stay and stay with him. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help us. Next week, we will add a few and then we will move on. Can I have an amen? Shall we rise up to our feet? Get the book I'm teaching from. We believe the word of God has actually come down to you and you have been blessed. 
Come join our services at 4200 Ballarat Drive in Louisville, Kentucky, this and every Sunday at 10 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7 p.m.